as um, Arlington County's um, domestic violence and sexual assault hotline, we are the resource that uh, members of this community reach out to if they need support around um, domestic violence and sexual assault. Um, interestingly, um, in this last fiscal year, we had over 1,800 calls to our hotline. Uh, so we've seen a significant increase just in the last two years. The people that we help at Doorways are our neighbors. And you may not know the person who is sitting next to you on the metro or behind you in line at Harris Teeter. You know, they could be suffering with these issues. And I think we want people to know the hotline. It's 703-237-0881. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence or sexual assault, please pick up the phone. Help is on the way. Welcome to Grayson 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. This is Ed Mellick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sal Dietrich. Sal, what do we got shaking tonight? Ed, tonight, uh, tackling the issues of domestic violence, of sexual abuse, and, and of homelessness that can come from that. You know, nationally, one in three women and one in four men will be victims of domestic violence uh, in their lifetime. And as you can imagine, survivors find themselves ripped from a home life and can become transient and homeless. And often we think, well, this happens somewhere else. But in fact, right here in Arlington County, we're not immune to these issues. It's likely listeners tonight know someone who has been a, a victim and a survivor of domestic or sexual violence, or perhaps are on the verge of homelessness. And it's important to know how to get them help. Well, today we're joined by Doorways for Women and Families, an Arlington-based nonprofit that since 1978 has given thousands of our neighbors a pathway out of violence, homelessness, and empowered them to create bright futures. Doorways for Women and Families is a recognized leader. They've received a four-star rating from Charity Navigator in 2018 for the 10th year in a row. We're joined by Samantha Clark, Clinical Director, and Christina Cole, Gift Planning Advisor. Sam and Christy, welcome to WERA and the Grace and 30 Show. Thank you, Sal. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, it's our pleasure to feature a great organization like yourselves. You know, Sam, Doorways has uh, really, what struck me, formed this sort of comprehensive approach that addresses both uh, the immediate aftermath of domestic and sexual abuse as well as the long-term effects, which is really safe, sustainable housing uh, to get survivors back on the path to a future. Uh, tell us about this comprehensive approach uh, that you all have developed, how it came about. Um, absolutely, Sal. Thank you. I think that one of the things that Doorways is absolutely committed to is when someone engages our services, um, we are committed to making sure that our response is always compassionate and non-judgmental and informed by best practices. So anyone that is going to enter our doorways, um, as we often say, is going to be met with um, a response from our staff and our committed um, array of 
volunteers, which we are very um, blessed to have over 150 volunteers um, supporting our programming that are going to be knowledgeable and informed in how best to respond to the needs that come through our doorways. And so I think that's one of the most important things that is critical about our doorway services is that in the immediate aftermath of crisis, whether that's um, an experience of domestic violence or sexual assault, or as you mentioned, ongoing homelessness, um, anything that brings someone through our doorways, they are going to be met with a consistent response. Um, over the years, and Doorways has been around for 40 years this year, um, we have learned that um, that responsiveness is, is critical and the need for consistent uh, response is critical. Um, and our response to these community needs have evolved over the years as we have recognized that um, the emerging needs in the community have changed. Um, so as those needs have changed in the community, so has our response to those needs. Um, we have seen the needs of um, homeless families in the community. Um, so we have responded to that need and we have um, built services uh, around that through our family home, which we'll talk more about here shortly. And we've also seen an increase in the need of um, surprisingly and unfortunately transition age youth, um, younger people finding themselves in homelessness. So we have met that need as well. Um, and what you will see with our um, domestic and sexual violence programming is as those needs have increased and changed and as being Arlington County's only domestic and sexual violence um, service provider, we have had to build comprehensive services around that. So we have our hotline, um, which is our first response to people in crisis. We also have our um, sexual assault response accompaniment program where we meet survivors at the hospital to provide them um, compassionate and comprehensive response. So as we see those evolving needs, we meet um, those clients and those individuals where that need is in our community. And you know, Christy, when you and I talked before the show, you, you said how the program has really evolved to uh, meet the needs of folks here in Arlington, but also you've done an amazing job forming partnerships with the Arlington community and Arlington County. Tell us about one or two of those. I noticed on your website you talked about the Arlington Project for Peace, but take a moment and tell us how you all are working hand-in-hand uh, -hand with the community and the county. Well, we work with a broad spectrum of uh, countywide organizations uh, with uh, corporations and businesses that are here in Arlington and with, uh, with individuals and community groups that support our work. Um, it really does truly take a village and a lot of community investment for us to be able to deliver our comprehensive services. Uh, one of our, uh, our main continuum of uh, partnership with Arlington County and other agencies is our project, uh, Arlington's Project Peace, and Sam actually uh, sits on that committee, so I'll let her tell a bit about that. Oh, absolutely. We're very excited to be in partnership with um, Project Peace, and it is a multi-year partnership where nonprofit and county partners come together to collaborate um, and mitigate the causes and cycles um, that bring individuals into um, intimate partner violence situations, whether that's sexual assault or um, domestic violence. And so we work in coordination. It's called a um, 
community, a coordinated community response, so where it's not the um, burden of one particular agency or one particular organization, whether that's a hospital or the county that we partner with, county professionals that we partner with, but we have the opportunity to look across multiple systems to see where we all, um, as community partners, have the opportunity to improve systems of care and system response. And Sam, who are some of the organizations involved in that? You mentioned the counties involved, you are involved. Are there one or two organizations you'd like to mention who are members of the Project for Peace, or is it really a sort of a county uh, management type scenario? Oh, it's countywide. There's multiple nonprofits as well as public systems. Um, You've mentioned ourselves as well as um, Arlington County. Um, There's also, we've had uh, members of our local law enforcement community, so Arlington County Police Department is involved. We also have our um, ANOVA Fact Department, which provides our forensic exams around sexual assault. So that's a a wonderful partnership there, and they give give great voice to survivors of sexual assault. Um, And so we also have partnerships looking at um, uh, allowing us to really do great prevention work. We are partnering with our Arlington Public School System as well. So we're really getting the opportunity to give a very broad view and holistic lens to um, sexual assault and domestic violence in Arlington County through this partnership. So let's talk about some of the people that you've helped. I mean, the stories, these personal stories really resonate with listeners. Give us some examples of some of the folks that you've helped and how you've impacted their lives. Yeah, on your website you talk about a, a lady named Anna that I was particularly moved by her story. Please share a few things with us. There have been many, many clients that we have impacted over the years, um, as you will see on our website. And I think one of the stories that's resonated with me that has um, recently come to light with one of my staff is a young lady named Jessica. And the reason why I want to speak about Jessica is I think it's important to recognize that sometimes when individuals um, come through our doors, again, it's um, not always going to be um, change that happens the first time and it's not always change that is going to be lasting the first time we have an opportunity to impact an individual or a family who's experienced violence or homelessness. So I think what really resonates with me about Jessica is she was a young woman um, that came to us when she was 20, so we considered her um, what we call a transition age youth, and this was about six years ago. And she stayed in our safe house, excuse me, um, because she was fleeing an abusive relationship at the time. Um, Being young, it's sometimes hard to achieve our goals. Um, But working with our Home Start program, which is our transitional home uh, housing program that helps um, people transition from shelter to stable housing, um, she was able to get housing. But again, being young and um, struggling with her goals, uh, she did unfortunately become homeless again. However, our doorways are always open to the persons that we have served. And this young woman had experienced extensive um, physical and verbal abuse um, at uh, a young age and had also um, experienced the, what we would call kind of uh, system-induced trauma of um, dropping out of high school and and, um, also having to go into group care due to some juvenile delinquency issues. So she had some complex trauma. So we flash forward again to our recent history with this young woman and she had re-engaged through our homelessness services and our shelter and was back in our Home Start program. So she's six years older, now has her daughter that she had with her and she now has, um, she's now pregnant with her son. And so 
being a little older, she is now more ready to engage, and she is now participating in our um, employment services, our financial independence services, our children's counseling services, and she has expressed an invested interest that she was unable to do so in years prior. And she has now been able to um, engage in our Home Start wraparound case management services, um, invest her savings in paying her rent forward. And she is what what we would consider an individual who has found that motivation within herself to reach and achieve what we would consider moving forward is sustainable outcomes and stability. And I think one of the key things that is important about a young woman like Jessica is she's touched all of our systems uh, here at Doorways, which is sometimes critical to achieving success, the amount of wraparound and holistic support. And also, you're not always successful the first time you walk through a door and the first time you need help. And she has proven that um, when services are available and the doors are open, when given the chance um, and the opportunity, we can help someone find success. So it sounds like patience with the process is a hallmark of what you guys are doing. I think Absolutely. I think it's patience, but it's also the, the willingness to work with each individual client on their particular goals. And we don't have any one pathway for our clients. Right. Uh, they can use all of our services <laughs> or, you know, just some of the services. And we, um, we really spend a lot of time meeting our clients where they are and uh, helping them to develop their vision for where they'd like to go. Uh, and then putting the supports in place to help bring that uh, to fruition. Uh, Sam and Christy, I'd love to hear and start talking about uh, more about the services that you all provide because I think listeners, again, we, we all probably have heard a story or might even know someone who can use these services. Tell us about um, some of the services you have, again, starting with that immediate response and you know, we'll work our way up to, um, as you say, sort of sticking with people. Uh, on the path, meeting them where they are, and helping them over the long run, which is so impressive in your mission. Tell us about the domestic uh, hotline that you have and how that's set up and you know your partnership with Arlington County in dealing with that. So we do have a 24-hour domestic and sexual, domestic violence and sexual assault hotline, and we are that service for Arlington County. So that partnership with Arlington County is essentially that we are the sole provider for that resource, and we work with um, surrounding communities to ensure that if anyone outside of Arlington County needs that resource and they reach out to doorways uh, through our hotline, that we make sure that we are coordinating and Uh, finding the necessary resources to refer anyone who reaches out to us um, and connecting them to the appropriate resources. But as um, Arlington County's um, domestic violence and sexual assault hotline, we are the resource that uh, members of this community reach out to if they need support around um, domestic violence and sexual assault. Um, Interestingly, um, in this last fiscal year, we had over 1,800 calls to our hotline. Uh, So we've seen a significant increase just in the last two years um, since we have been that uh, resource for the community 
And so when someone calls that hotline, it is, it is staffed 24 hours a day by trained staff and or volunteers. And so they're always going to get a knowledgeable and informed and compassionate um, responsive voice on the, on the hotline. And the hotline is there to provide um, information, resources, referrals. It is the way that an individual is going to um, access and enter our safe house. And if someone calls you, you will actually then go at times to the hospital and accompany someone um, on their journey and help them in that critical period. Does that happen almost immediately or do you coordinate that? That seems like a great thing when someone's very vulnerable in those first 24 hours or so to be able to have someone like yourselves there with them. So if you're speaking directly to the experience of sexual assault, if someone calls our um, hotline and they have experienced a sexual assault, we respond immediately. Usually to the hospital, which is Inova Fairfax, we respond within 45 minutes. We will dispatch a trained staff or volunteer to accompany that um, survivor who has experienced that assault um, at the time. And interestingly enough, um, we have experienced um, twice as many accompaniments this year as, as opposed to the previous year. So we are seeing in our community that that need is definitely there, and we're glad that Doorways is, is here to stand um, in the community and meet that need for survivors. So across the board, both in people calling the hotline is those that you're assisting at the hospital, you're seeing numbers on the rise here in Arlington County by several hundred. Yes, yes, we are definitely seeing the need um, continue to grow in the community. And do you think that's because this is becoming a worsening problem, or is it just people are aware that you guys are there? Or what We have population growth here in Arlington County, too, so our numbers are just, our base is growing su- substantially. I think if I um, had to answer that question um, from, a mo- from the most informed perspective, I think Doorways has done, as well as our community partners, through Project Peace, I think that we have done an exceptional job of making the community aware that our services are available and accessible. And that would probably be the um, primary reason for the increase that we are seeing. And I was pleased to see that you also, uh, we talked about housing, there's sort of the immediate need and the crisis and then a longer term need. Um, Tell us about the safe house program you have and then uh, I also wanted to hear about the Freddie Mac uh, home that you have and how that got established and the history of that. But tell us about the safe house that you have for people who need immediate relief uh, from a situation of domestic or sexual violence. Um, so our safe house is for those who reach out to us um, through our hotline who are experiencing what we call imminent danger. So what happens is if a person reaches out to our hotline and they are at immediate risk um, and need to be um, need to exit that situation, our trained volunteers and staff will do an assessment that um, allows us to help them to make an informed decision um, to leave that situation and enter shelter. And one of the things that I think is critical there, and um, Christy alluded to this a little bit earlier, but one of the things that is a key component to all of our services from the time you pick up the hotline to the time you exit our services, regardless of which program you're engaged in, is that it's always client-driven. The client's choice to enter the safe house or enter shelter is always client-driven and client-focused. That has to be client choice. Um, And so when they come into the safe house, that imminent danger assessment has been done. It's determined that they are ready 
and and need to enter shelter for their safety and they're going to come in that can happen right away within within a few hours or that can be a process for that individual safety that might need to happen over the course of days. Um, staff at Doorways at our safe house are going to partner with that individual to make sure that process happens safely and in a coordinated manner so that um, it happens in a way that is client-driven and um, responsive to whatever needs they have at that time. There may be children involved. You'll see here that we also have a safe kennel um, on our property and there may be animals involved. So mitigating all of those needs are incredibly important when someone is considering leaving a violent situation. Yeah, and I love how you did it because, you know, I could see my own kids are so attached to their pet. And, you know, there's a lot of thinking that goes on in someone's head. You would think, well, look, this person has been the, you know, the victim of, of domestic or sexual violence. They obviously want to get out, but we, we have all these things attached to us. Mm -hmm. And so being able to find a way to get the kids out, getting away, even the pets to kind of allow people to walk away from that situation as quickly as possible is really, a, a, I love the strategy that you all employ. So Christy, when we were talking in the conference room before mm -hmm. uh, we came in the booth here, you talked about you've been doing this. You've been working with Doorways now for 12 years, correct? Yes, uh, in a variety of capacities. Um, why don't you tell us about the, the motivation behind getting into this? You went from a volunteer to now you're full-time. Um, tell us about the motivations behind you doing this, your passion for this, and really the joy and the fulfillment you get out of doing this work. Well, I got involved with Doorways because I uh, was living here in Arlington but working in Annapolis, and I was looking for a way to really root down here in the community. I uh, had recently lost my grandmother, who had been a victim of domestic violence for most of her adult life, and I thought it would be very me personally meaningful to me to get involved in, a in the community in a way that would honor her memory and be part of a community response that simply was not there for my grandmother uh, back in the you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even <laughs> the 90s. Um, so it was really, um, that's really what motivated me. And then when I came to, to learn about Doorways and the comprehensive response that we provide, and I met the team and learned just the, the depth of care and compassion, uh, I, I knew that it was a place where I wanted to, to be involved, and I wanted to be a part of making this difference for people right here. And at the time, I was also the mother of a, an 18-month-old, and then two more children came along, and uh, I see all the time the impact of our work on families across our community, on my kids' sports teams, in their schools. Uh, we touch every corner of Arlington's 26 square miles and bring help to, to the people who need it. And I could not be more honored to be a part of that, uh, first as a volunteer, then as a, a board member and board chair, and now as a member of the staff, and always as a, as a donor. Uh, it was very important to my husband and me to make a financial commitment to Doorways to support this mission that means so much to us. I have met the most wonderful people and I think it's very easy uh, to get kind of uh, insular in your own uh, neighborhood, in your own school with your, your kids. And I've, I know people in all parts of Arlington now as a result of my, my work with Doorways. And uh, we live in a pretty awesome community. That's great. Well, what about you, Sam? Why, why do you do this particular work? 
Thank you for asking. I have been a social worker for over 20 years now, and I have always loved um, being a person of service and giving back to those who are vulnerable and those who are in need. And my career uh, in service brought me to to Arlington and brought me to the doors of doorways um, just recently here in January. And my career has historically been in serving children who are survivors of violence and children who've been impacted by the foster care system and, and family violence. And, you know, I had the opportunity to, to take some introspection and to think about opportunities that I had to serve uh, a community and and families and individuals kind of you know um, on the front end in in a way that we can try to prevent um, violence from having such a um, detrimental impact on on our young people and on our children and so when this opportunity to to serve at doorways and to serve in Arlington County came available I I thought that it was the perfect opportunity for me as a career social worker and someone who has a passion to serve children and families to really step up and um, have an impact in a different way that would help families find um, stability and success and st- support before these very complex issues of violence and poverty um, wind up fracturing their families. So I was very, very blessed to find myself at Doorways. Excellent. So, so we've got about two and a half minutes, maybe a little bit more. We want you guys to issue any sort of a call to action you may have brought to the table here. You know, how, how can people help you all out? And, and maybe in particular focus on, you know, what, what do you want people to know about folks who suffer from um, abuse like this? And, you know, are there any uh, misconceptions you'd like to dispel or anything? So please. I think what we'd like people to know is that the people that we help at Doorways are our neighbors. And you may not know the person who is sitting next to you on the metro or behind you in line at Harris Teeter, you know, they could be suffering with these issues. And it really does take the whole community's investment in order to bring help to the people who need it. And I think we want people to know the hotline. It's 703-237-0881. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence or sexual assault, please pick up the phone. Help is on the way. And we want you to know that there are so many different ways to get involved. Uh, We have, as Sam mentioned, we have over 100 active volunteers and many more who volunteer with us uh, on on occasion. Uh, we, ne- we, couldn't be, we couldn't operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week without our volunteers. We offer uh, monthly tours of our Freddie Mac Foundation family home, and that is a tremendous opportunity to come in and see firsthand uh, what the need is in our community and how we rise to meet it. Mm-hmm. And they're on the, the second Thursday of every month at 6.30 p.m. And I encourage you to visit our website doorwaysva.org. We need your engagement and investment in our work now more than ever. And uh, we look for time, talent, and of course treasure. Over 50% of our budget is raised through private funds from individuals, corporations, and foundations. And we would not be able to provide the response that we provide were it not for, for that support. And 
And finally, I want to end on a note of gratitude because we are celebrating Doorway's 40th anniversary this year, and we would not be where we are today if it weren't for all of you in the community who have supported us over the years in so many different ways. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Well, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us, uh, Christy and Sam. It's uh, love what you folks are doing and really helping folks here in Arlington County. For listeners who want to find out more about Doorways for Women and Families, again, as Christy said, visit their website at doorwaysva.org. A recording of this show can be found on WERA's website uh, after tonight. And follow the show, uh, Grace in 30, on Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes at Grace in 30. Ed, my friend, talk us out of this one. You've been listening to Grace in 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. Everybody have a great night and be sure to tune into Grace.